Welcome to the Reality Check Podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. Episode 2. Why you're wasting your life without realising it, and how to take control of your time. In this episode, I'll discuss ways to identify and eliminate wasted time. My goal is to help listeners to ensure that they have the time to accomplish their dreams before it runs out completely. So one of the main complaints people offer me about their life is that they never have enough time to get anything done. After work or schooling commitments, general house tasks and other necessary activities, there seems to be no time left in the day to pursue dreams, complete a hobby or merely even exercise. It seems like people are trapped in a daily grind with barely enough free time to get anything accomplished. They claim to have no time to be able to read, learn guitar, cook dinner, or go out with friends. It's like their commitments have taken place of their life. My concern is that these people will suffer, for lack of a better expression, a midlife crisis. One day they'll wake up and realise that they're working a job they don't like, with people they despise, to pay off a house and a car that's far too expensive for their needs, and that they've let relationships and opportunities pass them by, seemingly sacrificing the better part of their lives to attain some undefined goal. So let's try and avoid that, shall we? The first step for most people is to realise that you're actually not as busy as you think you are. Most likely, you do have the time. But procrastination and other undesirable habits are eating away at your life. Let me prove it to you. I want you to take a quick tally of the activities that you do daily. Grab a pen and a scrap piece of paper and note down what you do and for how long. Use basic averages and come up with the approximate amount of time you'd spend on the following activities. I'm going to start with wasted screen time, but this could easily be applied to other time wasters like meetings, overzealous conversationalists, or even prolonged showers. Anything. I want you to tally up the total time you spend watching videos or shows on TV, YouTube, Netflix, Vine, etc. Just write down your daily average. Add to that your total non-productive social media use. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, etc. Now yeah, they all have their uses. So if it's for school, business, or catching up with friends, don't include it. If it's for active research, likewise, leave it out. To clarify, active research is looking up something specific as opposed to getting lost down a rabbit hole of interesting facts online. What I want here is a summary of all the time you spend scrolling, searching, or simply getting distracted online. Finally, add to that gaming time. Once again, I'm not talking about social gaming with friends. Rather, those single-player arcade games that you can become quite obsessed with. Games like Color Switch, Candy Crush, and the like. You know, the ones that you play incessantly. The ones that you flick on in an attempt to distract yourself from a moment of self-reflection or silence. The games that for some reason seem to double your time spent on the toilet or in the car before you hop out. Those games. So, what's your total? Many people that I ask come up with about two hours per day. Now, merely going through the process of looking at what you do during the day will help you to prioritise. If you struggled with the activity before, or if you want to cut down, I suggest you make a journal. Throughout the day, note down the time that you spent on those activities, and I guarantee that you'll get more out of your day just by doing that. It's like using a food diary to assist with the diet. There'll be a general feeling of guilt when you realise you're spending excessive amounts of time on unproductive activities. But I really want to drive the point home. 
Let's say, for example, you're one of those people that total two hours of non-productive time. Do you know exactly how much of your life that time is costing you? Let's do the maths. Don't stress, the calculations are quite simple, and I'll put it in the show notes for future reference. First, you take your total time, in this case two hours, and divide it by the 24 hours in the day. This will give you the percentage of your day that you've used. Next, you time that by the amount of your average life expectancy, which for Western countries is approximately 80 years. So our formula is 2 divided by 24 times by 80. This equals 6.6. What that means is, is that if you spend 2 hours on average per day watching TV, in your lifetime it will equate to 6.6 years of continuous viewing. Imagine sitting in front of a TV for 6.5 years straight. That means you're not sleeping, going to school, working, socialising, eating, going on holidays or exercising. Literally just watching TV for six and a half years. So please, spend a few minutes and work out how long you will spend in your lifetime. It's for this reason that I don't plug my TV in. I have one for the occasional movie or UFC event, but I must stress that it's occasional. What I've found is that in the nature of cable or free-to-air TV is basically continued delivery of programming. People tend to watch their chosen show and stay watching well beyond its finish. Network directors bank on the carryover effect from one show to the next, which is why you get advertisements promoting shows that are later on. They want you to stay. YouTube, Netflix, and other online platforms are catching up with autoplay features, which are becoming more and more integrated and automatic. This same logic and basic formula can be applied to every aspect of your life. My goal here isn't necessarily to change you. Rather, it's for you to become aware of what you're actually choosing to spend your time on. For example, a client of mine realised they watch on average an hour and a half of football each night, five years total, and instantly felt bad. I reminded them that if they love it and it adds value, then it's five years well spent. I spend hours each day reading, meditating and training. Is it wasted time? I don't think so. Because I've chosen what I want to do with my time, I'm in control. But if I was mindlessly filling my day with things that I wasn't fully into, then yeah, it would probably be wasted. The key point to ask yourself is this. Is this activity adding to my life, or is it distracting me from my life? Another major way to save time is in commuting. If you live 30 minutes away from work, that's costing you an hour each workday. My suggestion would be to try and move work or home closer or ask your boss if you can work remotely for some of the time. And if that's not possible, at least try and use your transit time to your advantage. Personally, I love audiobooks. So whilst driving, I'm also reading. If it takes you about half an hour to go to and from work, at that pace you could probably get through a book about every two weeks or so. Trust me on this one. Audible has revolutionised the consumption of books. If you're not listening to books whilst driving, fix that now. The last time wasted that I'd like to address is information overload. Although you may feel the need to stay up to date with the latest news in global affairs, you probably don't. The world will go on without you, whether or not you know about it. Most likely, nothing you read has any direct impact upon your life. It's happening to other people in other places and it won't change your day in the slightest. 
If you read the newspaper or watch news media daily, try this. Change consumption to once per week. Since we live in a 24-hour news cycle, they often repeat the important stories over and over again. Thus, on your news day, you'll read about it. Yeah, you'll miss some of the less important stories, but they are probably not that relevant to you anyway. And if they are, I'm sure your friends or family will contact you about it. Beyond saving time, by limiting your news consumption, you'll also start feeling happier and less stressed. I don't know about you, but in my opinion, the news is always depressing. I find it hard to be motivated to follow my dreams after hearing about the worst that humanity has to offer us. The same thing goes for time-wasting and negative people. If there's someone in your life that after 30 minutes of conversation you feel that you haven't gained anything positive, cut them. Or at least limit contact. You're allowed to choose who you have around you. And if you're not happy with a particular relationship, make some changes. So now let's assume that you've reviewed how you spend your time and you think you've found an extra hour each day. What are you going to do with it? How can you be sure that you're going to use your time in the best possible way? Firstly, you need to develop a goal that you're going to aim towards. For a discussion on effective goal setting, please check out episode one of this podcast. Some of the best advice that I've heard on accomplishing goals has come from three main sources. The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield, and Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. I'll put the links to their websites in the show notes. I would highly recommend these books to everybody. But the basic summary is this. Work out what tasks are most vital to achieving your goal and dedicate your energy to accomplishing that one first. Don't get distracted by minutia or other secondary tasks that will constantly pop up and claim your attention. Work smarter, not necessarily harder. So brainstorm the most efficient ways to get it done before diving into it. And finally, ignore the detractors that don't get on board with your vision. An even simpler summary is this. Just do it. If you want to be a writer, write. If you want to learn an instrument, practice. If you want to get fit, go to the gym. The key here is to not procrastinate or fill that new hour with useless secondary tasks. You'll have to fight for this. Bosses, friends, families, and significant others will all want a piece. Either by overtly demanding it from you or subtly implying it. If you're not careful, they'll take it from you. You may even find yourself willingly offering it to them. It's hard to be selfish, so ensure that you've adequately fulfilled these relationship requirements and then let them know that you're having some personal time and that that's a reasonable thing. After all, one hour is only 4% of your day and you're worth at least 4% of your own time. After a while, an interesting thing will happen. People will start to notice you achieving your goals, pursuing your hobbies or getting fitter. They will tell you that you're lucky that you have so much spare time to do these things, and that they wish they could do them as well. When this happens, you'll be tempted to share with them how easy it is to make some changes to free up time. But from experience, most people just won't listen. They'll come up with excuse after excuse as to why they can't do what you did. They'll cite work, family or health commitments that seem overwhelming. At this stage, you may even feel guilty. But please don't. If you look deeply into their life... Often there will be a lot of wasted time that simply goes unnoticed. Time that could be better spent. So here's what you need to do. Begin by taking stock of how you spend your day. 
Tally up the time you spend on time wasters, procrastination, and other pointless activities. Then do the math on how many years of your life that will add up to total if you continue unchanged. Commit that number to memory. Every time you feel yourself slipping, recall the amount of wasted years that that behaviour is costing you. Then choose a life goal you'd like to accomplish, work out those steps required, and start. Begin by dedicating at least half of your free time to it daily and expand from there. All that's left is to enjoy your newfound sense of accomplishment. You've earned it. Remember, 30 minutes here or there really does add up, and in the end, it could be the difference between accomplishing a lifelong goal or merely finishing another TV series. The choice is yours. Thanks for listening. And if you're after more content, I also have a blog that I update regularly, as well as a one-minute video series where I'll be sharing insights on a variety of topics, including mental health, motivation, psychology, and philosophy. I'm releasing a new video daily. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please do me a massive favour and either review it on iTunes or recommend it to two people. Share the link with them and tell them why they would enjoy listening to it. Finally, I'd love to hear from you, so please connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Zachary P. Phillips. Links to these, as well as anything discussed, are in the show notes. Thanks.